Hi guys and welcome to Nisi Lexi. In today's episode, I have two incredible Vancouver-based artists and music producers. Uh, Maddie with me here today as well as Demarals. I have met him actually in our last conversation as you guys know when he was doing the Emani um, music listening. You guys have seen Demarals before. And I'm excited to also have Maddie joining us for this conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so for for those who don't know so much about you, can you guys all explain what you guys do and how did you guys start your career? Yeah, oh, well, no. <laughs> ladies first. Um, for me, my background is mostly the, uh, in front of the camera as an actor. That's been like how I started in the whole entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a passion for storytelling. And I'm someone who has a really strong need to express herself and, and my creative brain is always going. And I think I got to a point with my acting career where I didn't want to wait for a phone call anymore mm-hmm. to start creating. And so that's when I started doing music with Dee Morales. Mm-hmm. Um, we've known each other for over 10 years. Oh, wow. And <laughs> we met, actually, um, I was doing a web series. I was acting in a web series and using the music for it and all yeah. the sound stuff. And that's how we met. And um, I moved out here, and then later on, he did as well. Mm-hmm. And we reconnected. And I was just going to the studios and to hang out and all that stuff. And, and I was like, mm, like, I could feel the <laughs> musical urge, I guess. Yeah. And I was like, I want to start, like, doing music, I want to start writing, and, and I started writing, and I just fell in love, really, I fell in love with the whole process, and, and working with them, just had a good time, and, 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 and. Awesome, and yeah. for you, how did you start your career in the music industry? I started playing piano when I was three, um, oh. I'm a classically trained piano player, mm-hmm. um, my older brother, he was playing piano, mm-hmm. uh, he's two years older than me, so when he started playing piano, I wanted to be just like him, so I started, <laughs> you know, trying to mimic what he was doing, Yeah. and that sort of progressed into all the time I became much better than him. <laughs> um, <laughs> that sort of, I, I also grew up listening to a lot of hip-hop and a lot of R&B, and I really, yeah. like, I love West Coast 90s hip hop. Mm-hmm. And they used a lot of instrumentation. So I started trying to learn how to play these songs, and that's sort of how I started the whole beat making process. Mm-hmm. And from there, um, yeah, I was making beats, learning how to record. Mm-hmm. And then I started working with, uh, you know, artists like Checkmate and Concise in Vancouver, mm-hmm. uh, Heat Wave and Ash, Red One. Mm-hmm. And yeah, everything just sort of started clicking and you know, my skills just got better and better and better over time, and um, yeah, that's, that's sort of how it all came about. I moved out to Toronto to, you know, try and do the same thing out here, connect with all the artists out here, and mm-hmm. keep improving, and yeah. That's amazing. So how did you guys, because I know recently you worked together in collaborating, uh, in doing a new single, right? So can you walk us through what the inspiration behind the current single that you guys just released? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, basically it just started with us sort of being in the studio and having a good time. Mm-hmm. And I think this was a phase in my life where I just wanted to feel happy. So we were taking dance classes. And I was, yeah, and I was taking dance classes and I was really feeling the sort of more like upbeat, fun, reggae with a little hip hop pop. I was just really feeling that vibe, like I wanted to create music that 
that was fitting to the mood I was in in my life, and I, mm-hmm. I just wanted to do fun things. Yeah. And so that's like sort of how we started. We just started really like having fun in the studio, and and it one song led to another, and then mm-hmm. we started seeing that we had like a little. A little. Is that a niche that nobody else <laughs> yeah, is we were like, okay, this is like a sound that yeah. that like very much belongs to us that we've um, created. I incorporate different languages because I speak French and English and Portuguese and all of that, and this is sort of, I guess, a a, a fun a fun time of the <laughs> studio turned yeah. into like we should like release this music. Yeah. And, just see where it goes because uh, you know you send it around and you get some feedback and people are like, oh, this is like really, I love it, it's fun. Like, where can I find it? Where can I find more? Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> let's uh, go ahead and release it. So we released the EP, my EP called Bring on the Night. Yeah. Um, July eighth of this year, twenty twenty. Yeah. And Bobby yeah, also. Um, we had two singles as well that we released before. Yeah. We dropped the EP. Um, one song called Je Ne Yeah. yeah. Um, that was like the third or fourth song that we ever did. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like, like she was saying, you know, the more and more we work together, everything just got better and better. Yeah. And we just packaged it up and like, this sounds like a good bunch of songs here. Yeah. So mm-hmm. for this album that you have recently, that's uh, part two of the album, right? No, this, this album right here is mm-hmm. my album. I released the album called The Winning Effect mm-hmm. in... 2015, I believe it was. Yeah. Um, it was a mixtape. It was 32 songs long or something. It was a mixtape in the traditional sense of a mixtape. Every yeah. song blended together. There were no yeah. breaks. There were, you know, a verse from one song and yeah. a freestyle and then two verses on another song. Um, wow. This was basically the follow-up to that. Yeah. Um, this is more, it's only eight songs long, but it's full song. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one had a lot of samples in it. This one's all sample too. So, can you guys walk us through the vibe between the uh, winning effect part two and mm-hmm. also the brightening of the night? So, what is the vibe? Are we expecting that for people that are kind of wanting to listen to the album? What can we expect out of it? Yeah. So, um, bring on the night is the kind of music you want to play loud in your car or you want to dance to. It's upbeat. It's summery. It's still good dancing. It's still good. Yeah, you want to, you listen to it and you want to dance around in your underwear. In your underwear. That's how I feel. That's what I want to do when I listen it's to happy it. happy and jolly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you just like, it's a summer day, you're driving around, yeah. you roll the windows down or <laughs> down and you just start vibing like yeah. that's really like what the intention behind it was I think just to do something that was like exciting and fun and you want to listen to it loud yeah. and um, if you were going out dancing the kind of thing we want to hear I think right now there's yeah. no club dancing at the moment but that'll come back and that's mm-hmm. the kind of music for that and I think for your yeah, project yeah, that part two is more um, I would say West Coast in the mm-hmm. sense that it, it very has it has a, a very um, like LA element to it mm-hmm. um, a handful of songs were done in LA with LA artists Oh, okay. um, and me being from the West Coast, I'm heavily influenced by that sort of sound. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also like there's R&B songs on it. There's yeah. uh, like 
you know, smoker songs on it. If you if you blaze, there's a song for you on there too. If you like trap, there's a song for you on there too. Um, so it's sort of a mixture of everything, yet everything still all fits together. Yeah, amazing. So for you guys both being right now being in Toronto and kind of understanding the Toronto music scene and also have experience in the West Coast and music scene, do you think that there's a, a gap lacking in between yeah. diversity? So can we talk more about it? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks to say. Vancouver has a much more laid back vibe to it. Yeah. Um, Things get done a lot slower in Vancouver. Um, things get moved a lot faster in Toronto. There's a lot more of a hustle. There's a lot more people doing things out here. So um, if you if if you slack enough here, you don't get forgotten about. So whereas stay in trend. Exactly. Like yeah, you gotta be on top of your game up here. You can't fall back. And Vancouver, it gets very easy to get left behind because it's so laid back. So recently, I seen that a lot of like DJ artists and stuff. They during the quarantine, they were doing a lot of uh, live parties on Instagram to kind of engage with their client, the audiences. Mm -hmm. Have you guys considered doing so, or did you guys even try uh, doing something similar? Um, we haven't tried. I think for the simple reason that we used quarantine to finish this project. Uh -huh. So we spent it in the studio finishing all the songs yeah. and all of that. So I think if the projects would have been finished before quarantine, we yeah. could have done things like that. But because we were in the midst of, you know, making sure everything was okay and doing all the last like re recordings if we needed to re record and mm -hmm. all of that. Um like we really maximize our time during quarantine to be here in this room mm -hmm. and to be, you know, <laughs> mixing and laughing and recording and all of that. But I, I love that idea, actually. Yeah. I think something for the social idea. So, uh, speaking of also the Instagram situations and also like social media in general, how have you guys maximized social media to put your brand or your songs out there at the moment? Um, well, this is my confession. Mm -hmm. I am awful at social media. Guys, like if you have I advice, please know <laughs> me. Because no, I'm honestly I'm really bad at social media. Mm. Just because I like I like to be like very present yeah. in my life and very like connected to what I'm doing and yeah. I so I'm always forgetting to capture moments and to have my phone out because I'm all, I tend to be like, mm -hmm. I'm here with you and all that. So I'm not the person who's like, let's take photos or let's take videos. Mm -hmm. And in this day and age, and especially with what we do, being artists mm -hmm. and being creative, like that's super important, but I always forget to do these things. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, last minute I'll be like, oh my God, we should take some photos for this and that or to promote the new song and, yeah. and all that sort of thing so I feel like as far as social media goes like I have a lot of work to do I think on that aspect of things and yeah. I have a lot to learn <laughs> <laughs> social media and like promoting myself and yeah. stuff like that and, and I'm also someone that has like a I don't really like necessarily like selling myself and talking about myself yeah. too much in that sense so it's something that I find like like, I don't want to be annoying, like, guys, like, hey, check out my stuff. But it, you sh I should be doing that because it's important if I want my music and, and my products to be out there and to be heard by people. 
I should like, be like share your musical yeah, talent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, we have like we have shared it, you know, on on social media and on Facebook and and all of that, and have tried to you know push it in the ways we know how. Yeah. I guess, but um, like doing things like this, what we're doing with you and yeah. talking about with other people that have a platform and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I think that's like probably the best. <laughs> At least you're one step there, which is yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah. Get there. <laughs> What about you? Um, even worse on social media than her. Yeah. You're actually not bad because you have these post like stories somewhat oh. daily. Um, I have never posted a story in my life. Have you never? Nope. Not even gone live? Nope. And yeah. Not on purpose. Okay, maybe a challenge for you to start it once you, so people feel like they're going to start to get to learn more about it. And also, you can mm-hmm. also do a live uh, listening party. Yeah, sure. yeah. Something a lot is happening. Yeah. yeah. We can look forward to that, guys. Okay. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Be morals mm-hmm. on a live party. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so going back to um, your music and experience growing up in Cincinnati, what was it like that moment that you knew, like, you know, I can do this for a living, mm-hmm. and that's actually my cool guy. Right. What was that aha uh-huh moment? Well, um, like I grew up in Quebec City, yeah. and Quebec City doesn't have a huge entertainment industry. I guess if you really want to make it somewhere in Quebec or around Quebec, it's at least Montreal. Mm-hmm. Quebec City itself is not really happening as far as, um, you know, uh, entertainment, whether it's music, whether it's film, TV, and all that sort of thing. Like, you sort of have to venture out. Mm-hmm. So, me, I fell in love with movies first, and I knew at a very young age that I wanted to be an actress. Like, that was clear in my mind, and I knew that by having that goal, I would have to move somewhere else. I would mm-hmm. have to leave Quebec City and I, I found Montreal but I was like, oh, I don't know, like that that feels a bit too close by opted yeah. to Vancouver. And I remember when I was a kid, I was always by myself in my room in front of the mirror, mm-hmm. pretending to be because of the whole acting thing, you know, mm-hmm. I mean pretending to be so and so in a character and often the characters I was pretending to be were like singers or performers. Well, I didn't really, like, have in mind the goal of, like, oh, like, I want to eventually, like, do music and sing, and, like, that's one of my goals. It wasn't like that until recently, actually. Mm -hmm. But I've always been so musical, and I've always loved music so much. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if maybe I thought that it was, I didn't know how to get into it or something like that. So maybe I didn't really investigate enough. And my eggs all went in the acting basket. Like, you know, like, this is really, like, what I felt my place could be in the entertainment industry was Mm -hmm. to be an actor. So I sort of invested all of my time, my money, my everything into that schooling and and all of that. And then music sort of came, like, naturally. It was such a natural, like, introduction in my life. And I just kind of went with it. Like... It came through Bobby, yeah. um, us just hanging out and all of that, and then next thing you know, we're doing music, and next thing you know, we're releasing, but it it was so, um, like, I don't know, like, natural and effortless and unplanned. It's the kind of thing, like, yeah. you know, sometimes life throws something at you, and you're like, I'm just going to go with it. I don't know where this is going to lead, but I'm just going to... Go with the flow. Go with the flow, <laughs> and if it turns out to something great, then that's wonderful. But 
I just followed the good feeling it was giving me. I felt good doing it. I was like, I want to do it more because I am enjoying it. And let's see what happens. We're in the let's see what happens. March. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. That's a quite a journey, but you at least that you finally figuring it out what you wanted to do, like passion for. Like passion mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like the music and continue doing that. What about you? I worked a lot of jobs during high school and after high school and I think the longest job I ever had was like two, two and a half years. Mm-hmm. I've been playing music my entire life and music was really the only thing that I didn't get bored of. I got mm-hmm. bored of the reason why I left all these jobs is yeah. I just got bored. Mm-hmm. Um, I was always good at what I did, yeah. but you know, who wants to work at a call center? Wasn't fulfilling for you, right? Yeah. Um, but music was always something that was just always there, and Mm -hmm. you know, it was something that I would never get bored of. Mm -hmm. And I just, you know, at one point, I just said, "Forget it. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to pursue this." And you know, it was difficult at first, Mm -hmm. but I ended up getting teaching jobs. So I was teaching, um, like beat making and music production. Oh, cool. Uh, So I did that for about eight years. Um. Like Rip Cohen with the Toronto. So, yeah, I mean, it, it was quite a journey, but yeah. again, music's always something that I, I will never get tired of. It. That's amazing. That's incredible. I love the fact that how you guys all tried different careers or different experiences in life and then finally finding out, you know, what the thing that I actually want to do was music and it was something that you guys were doing along the way, mm-hmm. but then it took you that long time to figure it out. So, for Young viewers that are watching this or they want to get into music, what advice do you guys have for them that they can prepare for it? Because obviously, music industry is not just as a glamour that we've seen. So, what advice would you have? Start now. <laughs> Start now. Start now. Start now. No, I would say, like, um, like work at your craft because music is something that, like, comes very instinctively for some people that are just naturally gifted mm-hmm. but it's something that is learned and there's a lot to learn mm-hmm. and even like I still feel like I'm at the very beginning of my musical journey and I'm still learning a lot and doing you know voice lessons every single day and I'm learning about all these different aspects of of music and how you know intricate and vast and mm-hmm. and how there's so much to music and it's like it's not enough to be like, oh, I'm a good singer, I think I can do this. Mm-hmm. And there's the whole business aspect of it all also. So I think it's like keep learning, keep keep growing as an artist and educating yourself and all that. And I think the other thing I would say that I learned quite quickly is um, it's, it's okay to have an identity as an artist mm-hmm. and to not let it go or let it be transformed by someone else's idea of what you should do or who you should be. Because when I started, I first connected with a manager and I was sending him what I was creating, songs that I, that we would have recorded here at the studio. Mm -hmm. And he always wanted to change it to other things. No, that's not what I'm looking for, I think it should sound more like this, or he was giving me comparisons with other female artists, I wanted to sound more like her, or blah, blah, blah. And but then that was not you. But exactly, and I eventually stopped working with that person, because I was like, but that's not, that's not me, that's not what I want to do, like, my identity as an artist is important, if I don't have that, then I don't want to do it, like, I was like, no, that's how I want to express myself, musically speaking, and... And it's okay to have that and hold on to that, you know. So I think that would be 
<laughs> understanding yourself and also yeah. uh, doing some homework and research and things like that. So what would you also say? Practice. Uh, practice. Do it um, now and practice. Learn an instrument. <laughs> even, if, even if you're just a, a rapper or just a singer, learn an instrument. It helps. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, never stop working. And, you know, make sure that uh, as you are recording more and more and more yeah. stuff, that everything is progressively getting better. Mm -hmm. um, and challenge yourself. Yeah. Step outside of the box. Yeah. Um, one of the one of the main things that sort of helped me along my career was I went to a songwriting camp. Mm -hmm. And on the second day, I was put in a group of two country writers. Oh, and wow. I was like, I've never written a country <laughs> song in my life. <laughs> but we what did a, a country song. Yeah. And yeah. it was, not only was it a lot of fun, mm -hmm. it basically made me realize that hey, if I can do a country song, I can do anything. Do we have a copy of that country song? To <laughs> um, listen to Somewhere. Okay. <laughs> we'll somewhere find out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. I learned quite a journey experience, you know. Kind of taking yourself out of the box and trying something new and then that way you know that, like, you know, the sky is the limit. Totally. You know, you'll be able to, like, you know, Try and experience and kind of develop as an artist. Yeah, like there's, there's a lot more to it than just eight bars. Yeah. You got three hooks, you got hooks, yeah. you got different parts, you got different chord progressions. It doesn't always just have to be a okay. So, in terms of like, I know you're a writer, a music uh, songwriter. So, what is that process like for somebody to write a, a song? Like, what is that journey like mentally or just like how? Um, I think it's probably different for everybody. Mm -hmm. But for me, I write very visually, mm -hmm. so I'll listen to a beat, and I'll start seeing images, and I write, it's almost like, I almost see, for example, like what the music video for it would be, mm -hmm. and then I start writing. So like, you're working backwards. Yeah, a little bit, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so I really like go from like, from listening, mm -hmm. images come to my mind, and maybe that comes from the film and background and all of that. Like yeah. I'm someone that's super visual and, and I have a lot of ideas when it comes to visual and films and videos and that sort of thing. So mm -hmm. that comes first. And then I start writing. And I really like to write in a bag. No, it's like I don't know what it is, but yeah. like I'll just like you know, draw a really hot bath, like yeah. Epsom salt, candles, and I just play the beat and... Do I be in the mood and the zone? Like, yeah, like, just, I need to, like, it's like I'm calling the creative, like, dogs, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, let's let's have, like, set the tone and have, like, yeah. that environment that is, um, I guess, beneficial for my creativity to start flowing. Yeah. And being in the bathtub really helps with that for me. <laughs> I don't know, I'll like usually have my laptop there and I'll have like a pen and like a notebook yeah. nearby and I'll be just like chilling in the back and I'll be like, oh my god, yes, <laughs> and I'll start writing. But I've written a lot of songs like that and uh, I think it helps too when you find like an environment, you need, you need to be stimulated and have an environment that it facilitates that stimulation. So I found a really great cafe near my house where mm -hmm. I would just go and sit there for an afternoon and Right. That is something I can definitely relate to, like finding the environment that could be great for. For me, 
I tend to do a lot of my editing with creative uh, writings and also like doing blogs on a blogger too. So I tend to do it from 12 a.m. up until 6 a.m. Around that time, a lot of people are sleeping, but I'm up and like writing, creating, editing, and all that. So I feel like that's my mood when everybody in this house is sleeping. Yeah. And then as soon as like 6 a.m. comes, like, I'm going to sleep. Yeah, but then that's, that's how I yeah, work too. I'm, I I'm like, like to work at night after seven o'clock from yeah. seven p.m. till about four. I start getting into that at four. Those are yeah. like peak times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's interesting to just kind of know that what that day of the um, the time of the day that actually works for you, and also the environment. For me, it's my room. My room is like my sacred sanctuary. Like I do my creative work. Yeah. So that's one another. I was actually going to transition that to you. What is it like the journey of you creating a bee? Because I know you also you since you were like bee working at night, so mm. what is that journey look like? Um, it's a lot of just looking for different sounds mm. until I find something that sounds that catches my ear. And yeah. Sort of once I find that, then it's just you know finding sounds that go with that now. Yeah. Um, most of the time I start with the instrumentation, not the drums, but every now and again I'll start with the drum track. Mm-hmm. Um. But, I mean, I've made so many beats now that it, it, I almost don't even have a process anymore because I don't even think of it. <laughs> okay, what kind of song are we making today? Oh, we're making some reggaeton today? Alright, let me pull up the reggaeton sounds. Oh, wow. Yeah. Or sometimes, like, we've had, like, like one song in my project here, yeah. and the song is called Fire, and I said to Bobby, I want a beat that's like a slow burning fire, like a mysterious fire. So we oh, just wow. started sort of with that. <laughs> yeah, looking for sounds that sound like that. Yeah, and, and one time we were in a park, yeah. and I think like we were looking out, and I don't know what it was that day in the park, but every everything seemed like almost like circus light. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Yeah. And, I, and I was like, we both were like, we should make a beat with like what we're seeing right now, like based on like what we're yeah, looking at. Yeah, so we I love how your creativity, oh guys, so like both of you kind of merge together and flow. <laughs> yeah, are able to create a lot of great things. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. definitely. I think it was one of the greatest things for me, like yeah. being quite new to music, working with Bobby, that's super experienced in comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, but just sort of understanding each other creatively. Mm-hmm. And I felt so easily understood. You know, I, I just would say a, a couple of words or just throw an idea out there and he would start vibing with that idea and create something that would give me another idea and it's just like oh okay creatively speaking it works yeah. and that's I think it's super important that's, yeah. that's not like super important and mm-hmm. I noticed like earlier when we are listening to all the hit singles that you have created and I noticed that there's also like each and every song has its own unique tone that they're not repetitive and a lot of producers seem to have kind of that Sound the, same. sound the same, yeah. but that's not with you. With no. yours, it's like musically genius. I don't know how you do it <laughs> <laughs> because every song is kind of taking you into a new journey. Like we listen to like the first, the first one is like, yes, I'm about to hit the dance floor, and then you went into like a hip hop with a French. Like, I don't even understand the single word you said, <laughs> but it was vibing, you know. Yeah, and yeah. then you took us to like a whole just kind of relaxing, smoothing. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. amazing. So for somebody who wanted to enter your industry obviously creating those foods. What are other resources available for them to start? Um I mean YouTube. Yeah. On YouTube you can find everything on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um you know the recordings to get recording software nowadays it's not that expensive. Yeah. Uh, things like GarageBand are free. 
um, all you really need is, you know, um, some good drum sounds. Yeah. Um, and then the internet just, you know, just got everything. Um, Google everything. Google, <laughs> Google, and I mean, you know, download the uh, GarageBand and watch YouTube tutorials. Yeah. Or download Logic and watch YouTube tutorials because, I mean, I came up in a time where there was no YouTube. So, yeah. in order to learn something, you had to read manuals or you had to know yeah. somebody had this piece of gear who could show you how it works yeah. or, you know, you figure it out by trial and error. Um, but everything is on YouTube now and, mm -hmm. There's hundreds of tutorials on how to do anything. If you want to make dubstep, there's videos on how to make dubstep. If you want to make um, track beats, there's all sorts of tutorials. And I find myself watching these tutorials from time to time as well. Mm -hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, before working with uh, Madeline, mm -hmm. um, I hadn't really made any reggaeton. And so basically, I went on YouTube and was like, how do I make reggaeton albums? And watched a couple of videos. And so I picked it up from there. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. And I know earlier you said something like you were a teacher, like you were a teacher. Mm -hmm. So do you also have courses available right now online for somebody that would purchase your course? Unfortunately you not, one -on -one? because the, I do do one-on-one, -on -one, yeah. but the course that I was teaching, the mm -hmm. school owns, so I don't actually have access to that. Oh, okay. But that being said, um, 70% of it is on Google, Wikipedia, and YouTube. <laughs> the other 30% is comes from up here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So for people that want to follow your work or follow your music and journey and can also listen to your album, where can they find you and what are your, what are your social media handles? If you just want to follow My social media is... My social media, <laughs> <laughs> like putting S's everywhere. My social media handle on Instagram is at Miss Made Official, and my EP is entitled Bring on the Night, and it's available on every film platform Spotify, um, Apple's, iTunes, Deezer, whatever, Google Play, whatever, Napster, I mean, you go on this, all of that. <laughs> but if you look up um, Made, my artist name, or Bring On The Night, you should be able to find it on, again, Instagram.